0: Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to look at verse 18 on that one. Hallelujah. Today, the Lord has put upon my heart to talk about life in the Spirit, a Spirit-filled life, living life in the Spirit. Now, I have a couple scriptures that I want to bring up here. That's going to tie in. Ephesians 6.18 says this, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So praying always with all different kinds of prayer, basically, in the Spirit or being led by the Spirit. Now go to Ephesians 1 Ephesians chapter 1 and verses 15 through 23. I'm going to read here. It says, "Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers." That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, enlightened. that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power." which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that world which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. Hallelujah. Now, today, I want to walk through the prayer there. The prayer that Paul prayed for the Christians at Ephesus. Because we can pull some rich keys out of those scriptures. You know, the, the Apostle Paul was a man who was led by the Spirit of God. How many of you know that? All throughout the pages and in, in the books that the Lord used him to write, it, it's very evident that the Apostle Paul was a man led by the Holy Spirit. He willingly set aside his agenda to allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in his life. Amen? Now, in the past, when I taught on prayer, I read a scripture where David said this, I will give myself to prayer. Remember that? I will give myself to prayer. You see, prayer is a giving of yourself. There's going to be times where you don't feel like praying but it's a giving of yourself. Amen? It's a presenting your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, according to Romans 12.1. Amen? Now, I want you to keep in mind that these prayers that Paul prayed in the, in the scripture here in Ephesians 1 were not thought up by Paul, but by the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's a huge key. Amen? I mean, if these, things, if these prayers were just birthed in the mind of Paul, I'm really not interested in that, because that's just how he felt at the time. But being that those are in the Word of God, we know that those prayers are birthed from the Holy Spirit. Now, how many of you know the Bible is the Word of God and not the Word of man? Amen? It's the Word of God. God used man to put his word on paper for the benefit of mankind to know the will of God. Amen? Now, I want to caution you, before I go any further, I want to caution you not to take the word of God for granted in your life. Amen? It's too easy to do that. Too easy to do that. This is the holy word of God, the living word of God, the written word of God, the creator of all things on paper. God's thoughts on paper, God's will written down for you and I. Amen? So don't treat it as just any other book. It's the Word of God. Amen? It's your foundation as a Christian. That's what you live by. Amen? We walk by faith. Well, that faith can only come from this Word. Amen? The Word of God. So, don't take it for granted. There are people in other countries who are starving, who are hungry for the bread of life. And to know God, and they're not even allowed to have a Bible in their country. But how often do we just let the dust kind of settle on the Bible? (laughs) Amen? On our tables, in our living rooms. We need to treasure the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Now, uh, so the Holy Spirit was the author of these prayers that Paul prayed for the Christians at Ephesus. So we can take these prayers and pray them for us and for other believers because they're Holy Ghost anointed prayers. Amen? It's the will of God for every Christian, basically. It's in the Word, so it's fair game. Amen? And if the Holy Spirit anointed or birthed them, then they are going to be effective because they are the will of God. Amen? Now, go to 1 John. I want to show you something here. How can we be so confident? How can I be that confident to say that, that we know we can, we can count on these prayers if we pray them for us and for others? How can I be so sure? Go to 1 John 5. Not the Gospel of John, but 1 John at the end. 1 John 5, uh, verses 14 through 15. Are you there? Say amen. Amen. That's a majority. (laughs) And this is the confidence that we have in him, in God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know. It doesn't say we, we guess, does it? It doesn't say you can guess. It says we know that we can have the petitions that we desired of him. But what's the key to it? Asking according to the will of God. And, well, we know that these prayers are Holy Ghost birth, so we can pray them knowing that God's going to answer these prayers. Because God's will is contained right in there. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, uh, you can pray the prayer of faith. I talked about the prayer of faith again last night. Remember how I said you you can pray the prayer of faith for something only You can only pray the prayer of faith for something that's promised to you in the Word. There's different kinds of prayers. Don't get them mixed up. Just don't lump them together because you're going to be hitting, you're going to be missing the bullseye in your prayer life. You're just going to be putting a blindfold and throwing a dart and hoping you're going to get something. No, the prayer of faith, you only pray the prayer of faith for something you know is guaranteed to you as a Christian in the Word. Because you can pray knowing it's the will of God. You're not waiting on God. God, is this your will? Is this your will? You know, you're waiting around. You're just kind of hoping that he answers you. Is it your will, God? No. If it's in the word, you have a right to pray the prayer of faith. And that's why last night at the healing meeting, I said in, John, in James 5, the prayer for healings referred to as a prayer of faith. Prayer of faith. Meaning that obviously God felt he put enough evidence in the word to tell you, you can know it's my will to pray the prayer of faith for healing. Well, we know we can pray the prayer of faith for this. Amen? Thank God for the Holy Ghost. He's our teacher. He's our guide. He's always on our side. Glory to God. Now, the Holy Ghost is always there for the Christian to uncover, to reveal more of the benefits of the kingdom of God. More of your benefits as a Christian. Amen? Now, I want to start to take these, this scripture in Ephesians 1 now I just want to go verse by verse and pull some things out that the Holy Spirit gave me. I'm talking about life in the Spirit. Amen? Let's go on a, ju- a spiritual journey together here. Look at Ephesians 1.15. It says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints. Something struck a chord on that one verse to me. I want you to notice that the Apostle Paul heard of the faith and love of the church, of the believers at Ephesus. My question to you is, are you leaving that kind of mark by your life as a Christian? Is your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love unto all the saints so great that people can't help but notice and talk about you because of the impact you're making for the kingdom of God? You see, Paul heard of the faith. He heard of the love. It was evident to everyone around. And back in those days, they didn't even have television. They didn't even have radio. They didn't have any high-tech communication. Yet, the faith and the love of the church at Ephesus was made known unto Paul. My goodness. That tells me that your faith should be evident. It should be noticeable to others around you. They should see a boldness in you to stand up for the Lord Jesus Christ and the written word of God. And how much more in these dark days on this earth? My goodness. It's going to get darker, but isn't that hard to believe? How much darker can it get? But are people talking about your faith? Are they talking about your love unto all the saints? Is it noticeable? Amen? See, there are too many seeker-sensitive and closet Christians. Come on now. Where there's no evidence to prove that you're a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. I said it before. I said, if you were uh, brought forth and and, uh, brought in front of a jury and a judge... Would there be enough evidence for them to convict you as a Christian? Oh, boy, we all got to answer that question, don't we? Amen. Is there enough evidence? Your actions, your words, your attitude, your demeanor, the music you listen to, the movies you watch, they should all point and glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. All of them. Everything you and I do on this earth. Everything should point to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. The word of God says to let your light shine before men. Don't hide it. Don't conceal it because you're afraid of persecution or you're afraid of offending somebody. Well, come on. Paul and all the apostles and the followers in the word here, they weren't, they weren't uh, seeker sensitive. I said last night, I told the visitors, I said, I want to let you know, this isn't a seeker-sensitive church, this is a spirit-sensitive church. Yeah. Amen? Spirit-sensitive church. Nothing's going to take the place of us being led by the Holy Ghost. Amen? I don't care what kind of persecution we get or, or back talk, I don't care. We, you, we and I, you and I, we stand before an audience of one, yeah. the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And if you're a Christian today, you are called to have faith and love that can be seen. Because, come on, brother and sister, a city on a hill cannot be hidden. Oh, glory to God. Can't be hidden. Is there enough evidence to prove that you're a follower, a disciple, a learner of the Lord Jesus Christ? an ambassador, a representative. There's a problem if people at your workplace and others uh, that you know can't put enough evidence together to see something different in you from the world. There's a problem there. There's a problem. There's a disconnection there. They need to know that you're living according to a higher standard. Amen? The word of God, because you're, you're not of, you're in the world. Come on, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get beamed up, Scotty, yet. You're in the world, but you're not of the world, and we got to stop acting like it. Jesus said those in the world are gonna hate you because of your love for Him. And I heard a minister say this before. He said, and it seems like Christians are tr- always trying to prove Jesus wrong. They're always trying to fit in to the world thing. Always trying to, oh, not stir up too many waves. Oh, you better not talk about spiritual gifts. You better not talk about the baptism. Come on. You better not talk about all these things at the expense of quenching and grieving the Holy Spirit of God. Mm. I can just feel the grieving of the Holy Spirit as I talk about it. At the expense of, of, of not offending others. No, it's black or white. Are you with Jesus or aren't you? Are you with the word of God or aren't you? It's that simple. It's that simple. Hallelujah. People should see in your life as a Christian that you're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Where are the Christians that want to leave a legacy on this earth for the kingdom of God? Where are the Christians that are willing to decrease in their own agenda so that the Lord Jesus Christ will increase in their life? Your faith and love should be noticeable to others. And word got back to Paul of the walk of the Christians at Ephesus because it was noticeable. No closet Christians there. Amen. Hallelujah. Now look at verse 16. The Holy Ghost through Paul said this, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Notice that Paul gave thanks. He gave thanks for the Christians at Ephesus who were boldly standing up for the word of God, who were boldly standing up for the Lord Jesus Christ, but... I want you to notice that even if Paul, even though he heard of their great faith, of their great love, and gave thanks for them and their devotion to Christ, he didn't stop praying for them. Amen. Oh, come on. It doesn't matter how mature or advanced you are as a Christian, there's always room for growth. You have not arrived yet, brother. You have not arrived yet, sister. Amen? Amen. And we won't arrive until we see Jesus face to face in glory one day. Because when we see him, we will be like him, it says. So that must mean before we see him, we're in a process of change. We're in a process of hopefully becoming more like him. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. So we have not arrived yet. That's why there's no room for pride. There's no room for boasting, as the Word says. In fact, the more knowledge you have from the Word, the higher expectations there are on you to teach it. Remember in Hebrews 5, the Holy Ghost through Paul said, hey, you guys should be teachers by now. You should know the the gospel good enough to where if someone came up to you, you should be able to teach them. You should be able to lead them to the Lord Jesus Christ. You should lead them to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You should lead them to the water for baptism. You should be able to teach it. You should be able to do it. So there's no room for laziness. But there's always room for spiritual growth. Hallelujah. You know, and I said this before. I I am amazed. The more I learn, the more I learn from the Word and and what the Holy Ghost reveals to me out of the Word, the more I find out how much I don't know. And it can become overwhelming sometimes. You know, just when you think, wow, I'm getting a hold of this thing. Yeah, I pretty much, you know, can, "Ah, I know the base. And then the Holy Ghost shows you something else It's like, oh, man. I thought, I thought I knew, I thought I knew everything, you know, I thought I knew what I needed to know and I just need to, the more I learn, the more I find out I don't know, amen, and you're hearing that from a pastor, <laughs> amen, and other pastors I'm sure will tell you that too, there is so much more, there is so much more we can glean, so much more we can learn, so much higher we can go, so much deeper we can go in the Lord, amen, So don't stop where you're at. Keep growing. Amen? Look at verse 17 and 18 of Ephesians 1. Hallelujah. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, I like that, don't you? The Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. My people perish due to a lack of knowledge. Mm. Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know, not guess. It doesn't say guess there. No, 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 no. It says that you may know what the hope of his calling is or what his will is for you. And what the, oh, I love it. Come on. What the riches Of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Glory to God. That always strikes a chord with me when I read that. So he says, "May, may God give unto you. His Paul's prayer now is for the Christians there. That God may give unto them the spirit of wisdom. And revelation in the knowledge of him. You see, wisdom now. Wisdom deals with taking the word of God. And applying it to your life. Amen. It's being a doer of the word, not just a hearer. It means you know how to take a scripture and what it says, and you know how to apply it in your life. Not just read it and say, great, and you go out and live like the devil for the rest of the week. But you can take a scripture, you know, where it says, give to the poor and help the needy. Well, glory to God, I know what it says, I'm going to go do it. That's wisdom. Being a doer of the word. Amen. Amen. And uh, so the Holy Spirit is ready to lead you and I and guide us every day and to show you how to apply the Word of God and how to put it into action in our life. Now this is the will of God because like I said, these prayers here are Holy Ghost birth. So in the mind of God, this is His will for you. Amen? See, you as a Christian are not alone on this earth. We have a helper on the inside of us. You see, I said it before. The Holy Spirit, when you got born again, the Holy Spirit come, came in, and He's living inside of your spirit. Baptism in the Holy Ghost, that's a second experience where you're uh, endued with power, Baptizing in the Holy Ghost, immersed. He comes upon you for power to be a powerful witness for Jesus. But the Holy Ghost, when you're born again, every born-again Christian, the Holy Ghost comes to live on the inside Someone once said, when you get born again, you get the Holy Ghost. But when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost gets you. Amen? So one minister said that, and I like that. But anyways, we have the helper on the inside of us, willing to reveal and uncover the truths from the Word. Isn't that awesome? We're not alone on this earth. Amen? James 1.5 says this, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. That gives to all men liberally, and does not hold back. Oh, hallelujah! And it shall be given to him if he asks in faith, believing the answers on the way. Right, because the next verse goes on to say, "But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering." Right, he that wavers like a is like a wave of the sea, tossed to and fro. So you got to ask in faith now. But listen, so Revelation. Deals with an uncovering. The word reveal literally means to uncover. Okay. Revelation deals with uncovering the benefits that belong to you. A knowledge and understanding of what rightfully belongs to you as a child of God. Amen. And in more revelation you get, more understanding you get, more knowledge you get, the more your intimacy. Your relationship with your Heavenly Father grows because you get to know Him more. Amen. Uh, Go to uh, 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Revelation, spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. So, we know if God's people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge, a lack of knowledge of the Word, we know that we can prosper, we can have a successful life by having more knowledge of the Word, more knowledge of our Heavenly Father's character, more knowledge of the integrity of our God. Amen? Now, listen to this. Oh, I love this scripture here. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 12, but as it is written... Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared. Notice has, not will prepare, but he already has prepared it for them that love him or who put him first in their life. But God has revealed them those things, the benefits, unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit, or the Holy Spirit, searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knows no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. How many of you know there's a spirit of the world out there? The enemy, the devil, demons, amen? Now we have not received the spirit of the world but the Spirit which is of God. That's why if you're afraid to speak in tongues, don't think it's an evil spirit making you speak in tongues because you have not received the Spirit of the world. Someone needed to hear that. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Say freely. Freely. Given to us us. by our God. God. Hallelujah. That is powerful. Look at how the Holy Spirit wants to reveal, he wants to uncover more of the benefits. Now why? Go to Ephesians 1.19. Ephesians 19. glory to God that we have not received the spirit of the world, but in some Christian's life you wouldn't know it. Amen? So worldly. But we're not, we're in the world, but we're not of it. We're not supposed to be. Amen? Hallelujah. We are called to live to a higher standard. One thing I love about God, yes, he tells us to live at a higher standard, but we're not alone. He gave us the Holy Ghost to live that higher standard. The question is, are you tapping into the benefit? Are you tapping into the helper's help? Are you tapping into the knowledge the teacher's given you? See, you can have a teacher all day long, but if you're not listening and following the teacher, what's the sense? What's the point? Amen? Amen. What's the point? Are you open to receive from him, or are you quenching him in your life? Because you might want to hold on to your own tradition. Maybe maybe you're, you're feeling uncomfortable being stretched by the Holy Ghost. Amen. How many of you know there's a stretching, and it's not comfortable, especially when it takes you out of your own mindsets that you've always had, that mommy and daddy always told you, that your minister from when you were a little kid told you? There's a stretching. I've been there. I know, what, I, know what, I know what I'm talking about. There's a stretching, and it hurts. But are you hungry enough to search through the Word of God yourself and find out yourself what the Word says? Amen. I tell people all the time, don't take my word for it. Go do your own studying. Amen. 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 I'm telling you the Holy Ghost baptism is for today. Yeah, go study it for yourself then. Amen. I'm telling you, healing and miracles are still happening today. Yeah, you don't believe me? Well, go study it for yourself. But most people won't. They'll just shut the Bible and they'll just believe what they want to believe. Bless God. Amen? Go study it yourself. It's all in the book. Ephesians 1.19. Hallelujah. Listen to this. And what is the exceeding... Oh, hallelujah. It would be neat if it just said greatness. What is the exceeding greatness of His power to us word who believe? Oh, His power is great to those Christians who believe. What are you saying, Pastor James? There's some Christians who don't believe in the power of God? That's exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. You're right. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power to us word who believe? According to the working of his mighty power. Hallelujah. You see, God wants us as Christians to know the power and authority we have through the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants us to know it. He doesn't want us to be ignorant of it. He's talking to Christians here. Your level of knowledge, now follow this please, your level of knowledge and understanding of the Word of God, will determine how much power and how much authority you walk in as a Christian. There are two kinds of Christians on the face of this earth. Two. When I break it down this way. Two kinds of Christians. Number one, there's overcomers. And number two, those who are being overcome by the enemy and the world. Two. That's it. You'll find them. My question is, where do you fit in? Where do you fit in? Are you an overcomer or are you being overcome by the enemy in the world? Really, the ultimate purpose to walk in that power and authority. What is the purpose? It is to promote and advance the kingdom of God on this earth by glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not for you to put a spiritual feather in your cap or for you to get puffed up in pride. Amen? The purpose is to advance the kingdom of God. Jesus said this, and to glorify Jesus. Jesus said in John fifteen eight, he said, Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. And then it says, So shall you be my disciples. So you can infer then from that one verse... If you are not producing any fruit in your life, spiritual fruit in your life as a Christian, you are robbing God of glory in your life. You're robbing God of the glory that he deserves. You're counting the precious born-again experience. You're counting the blood of Jesus. You're counting the Holy Spirit as nothing. But when you walk in that power and authority as a Christian You're glorifying Jesus Christ. Whether you like it or not, you and I are walking testimonies to others for the Lord Jesus Christ. You're either bringing Him glory through your life or you're robbing Him of that glory. No in between. You see, we are members of the body of Christ, we are not separate from Him, but connected. Remember 1 Corinthians 12 refers to the body of Christ as like a physical body. You have the head, which is Christ, and then there's other parts of the body, which is all the believers on this earth, all the Christians on this earth, make up the body of Christ. Well, the head's not separated from the body, amen? So we're not separated from him. And that is why God holds you and I responsible for bringing him glory by the way we live on this earth. Because everything we do is a representation of Jesus. Think about that. You and I are ambassadors, a representative for Christ everywhere we go. Consider this next verse. Go to John 14. John 14. Now the gospel of John I'm talking about. Hallelujah. If you're still awake out there, say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God for that. John 14, 13 through 14. I want to show you something here. My point, I'm trying to make the point that we're connected to Christ. And everything we do is a representation of him on this earth. Because Jesus is not going to come down to this earth and do things for you. We're his ambassador, his representative. Look at this, John 14, 13 through 14. Jesus said these words, And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Notice, we do the asking, and Jesus said, I will do it. Why? That the Father may be glorified in the Son. I want you to notice that we kicked off the process by asking. And the prayers then answered, Jesus said, to glorify his Father. We were in that process because as Christians or being in Christ, we're not separated but connected. We are members of his body. We need to really get a revelation of that. You know what I'm talking about? We need a revelation that we're just not Lone Rangers out here. It doesn't matter how you live your life. Yeah, it does matter. Because once you put the title of Christian on, you now represent Christ everywhere you go. And that's why we are going to have to stand before God one day and give an account for everything that's been done in our body everything. It says, we're going to have to give an account. Why? Because we're representing his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will ask, what did you do with all the knowledge you have from my word? Or maybe he'll ask the other Christians, why did you waste so much of your time on meaningless things on this earth? Why didn't you take the time to open up my word and find out what my will was? You understand what I'm saying? Friend, I'd rather answer that question now before standing in front of God one day. How how about you? I'd rather check myself now before I take my last breath and I stand before him one day. Why not make those corrections in your life now? Amen? Why not now? You'll be a lot more comfortable, I'll tell you that. Amen? Amen? Your life on this earth will do one of two things in the lives of others. Number one, it will either draw them closer to Jesus or it will push them away because of your poor representation of him. God is looking for faithful Christians who are willing to build his kingdom instead of their own. When you became a Christian, did you forget to read the clause that everything you have now belongs to him? Everything he has belongs to you. You see, in a covenant, and I'm going to be teaching on covenant in the near future. The Lord's really been putting it upon my heart. In a covenant, everything you have belongs to him. Everything he has belongs to you. Just like in a marriage. A marriage is a covenant. When you put that ring and you took them vows, guess what? The house belongs to both of you now. The car belongs to you. It doesn't matter if it was his before you got married. Now it belongs to both of you. <laughs> Amen? That's a true covenant. And that's the covenant you and I entered into when we confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our life. Until you make the decision to, that you, you want to build the kingdom of God instead of your own, if you want to just build your own kingdom, I'll tell you this right now, further revelation from the Holy Ghost will be hindered in your life. Because the whole purpose of the revelation is to bring glory to Jesus for you to act on the revelation and to bring him glory. So until you come to that place that you're sold out for Christ, forget it. Just go do your own thing. Live how you want to do, you know. Watch MTV and all the other stuff that blaspheme the name of Jesus Christ. But I'll tell you this, you won't go any, any further in the Lord. In fact, that's where I said it. There's two, uh, either in the Christian life, you're either moving forward or you're moving back. There's no standing still, no standing still. So, my question is where, what, where's your motion going? Forward or back? Closer to Him or farther away from Him? Remember this the Holy Spirit is committed. I said He is committed to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ, not you. He's not committed to glorify you and I, He's committed to glorify Jesus. Look at John 16 here as I'm getting ready to close. John, the Gospel of John 16, verses 13 through 14. The Holy Spirit is committed, locked in to glorify Jesus Christ, and he is not into glorifying any human being, any one of us. Listen to this. It says this. "Howbeit, when he, Jesus said, how be it when he, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth is come. He will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, or Jesus, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. Now, this is interesting. He said the Holy Spirit will glorify him, will glorify Jesus. How? Well, it says here. It says that by giving you the Christian more revelation to act on, called wisdom. When you act on the revelation, when you act on the word, that's wisdom. It's apl- taking the word and applying it to your life. It's that simple. Amen? It do- it's not rocket science. Amen? I'm not a rocket scientist, thank God. I couldn't be. But I can be a preacher of the gospel. Amen? Amen? Because I have the helper on the inside, and you do too. He's ready to give you more revelation to act on, to glorify the Lord Jesus. The purpose of the revelation and understanding is to glorify Jesus, to build, promote, and advance the kingdom of God. And I want to encourage you in Ephesians 1, and then in Ephesians 3, there's another one. The prayers in the word of God. I want to encourage you to pray the prayers for yourself. And pray them for other believers. And then don't stop there. Act on what the Holy Ghost gives you and shows you from the Word. Amen? Because, as I've been saying, you are a representative for Jesus Christ everywhere you go. And if you choose to live a life in the Spirit, or a life that's led by the Spirit of God, when you stand before God one day, you will hear Him say this, Well done. Thou good and faithful servant. How many of you want to hear that? Amen. Let's stand in this place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank God for the revelation. Thank God for His written word that's revealed unto us. Oh, hallelujah. It is the will of God to give you more wisdom, revelation. It is the will of God to uncover the benefits. <laughs> of the new birth. The benefits of salvation. Friend, it's not just for when you get to heaven. Thank God for that. But God has made provision on this earth for you to live victoriously. Now, maybe there's someone, maybe there's someone in this place, you have never made the, Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. Don't leave this earth without making him Lord of your life. Because, friend, you would wake up in a very, very horrible place called hell. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I want you to come down to this altar and I want to pray with you so today can be your second birthday so you can become born again. Hallelujah, new birthday. Maybe there's someone here, you've been a Christian for a while and you're one of those that I was talking about that are moving backwards and not forward. And today you want to rededicate your life to the Lord. I want you to come to this altar. And, And maybe there's someone here, you've been a Christian for a while and you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism, the second experience. In Acts 19, Paul said to some disciples, and this was after the cross, he said, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Well, what do you mean, Paul? I'm born again. Well, no, Paul said. There's a second experience in a nutshell is what he said. Come on, receive it all. You're at 50%, guys. 50%. God wants you at 100% to be a powerful witness for Jesus. Come down if you want to receive the Holy Spirit baptism. If you need a prayer for healing or a miracle in your life, I want you to come down. Other than that, I'm opening the altar if you want to come down and worship the Lord as the music plays.
1: of your face, as for me, I want to be close to you, all my days, I want to live
0: in your home. Boy, house. just got born again, praise God. Yes, Hallelujah. Maybe someone, someone in here missed the healing service last night. You need prayer for healing. Come on down. Maybe you just need a fresh touch from the Lord. Maybe you just want to be free to worship. Come on down and kneel at the altar, whatever you want to do. and her family are going to be going to China as missionaries, is that right? As missionaries, I want you all to stretch forth your hand, and we're going to pray for them that every need would be provided, and that the anointing would go with them, amen? So stretch forth those hands, I see Laura coming down, hallelujah, anyone else who personally knows them, you can come down and lay your hands on them. Hallelujah. Peter is your husband, right? Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up Jenny and Peter and this whole family. Father God, you are calling them out. You are calling them out as ambassadors. You're sending them out as missionaries. Father, I'm asking that you're anointing. The Holy Ghost would anoint them like never before. That you would give them the words to speak, the wisdom, the knowledge, the gifts. Lord, that the gifts in them would be stirred up. And I pray that the finances for this trip would be loose. And I command every evil and unclean spirit that would try to hinder the finances, that would try to hinder the provision. Devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus, and I command you to leave and loose the provision. Father, we just loose it right now. And I plead the blood of Jesus over Jenny, Peter, and the whole family as they go forward, anointed by your spirit to proclaim the gospel, to set the captives free. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you for what you're doing. Oh, Lord, just strengthen them. Strengthen them. Oh, hallelujah. That the light that they have, the flame on the inside of them, would pierce the darkness in China as they lift up and glorify the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Satan, you will not hinder this family, but they will move forward and prosper in that thing which God has sent them to do. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it, Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lift your hands to the Lord. We're not done yet. Oh, hallelujah. Let the Holy Ghost have his way today. Let the Holy Ghost have his way. Oh,
1: hallelujah. For we
0: have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God. If you're baptizing the Holy Spirit, just start praying in your prayer language. I hear the Spirit of God saying, Those who aren't ashamed of the gospel, arise, be bold, proclaim my word. Hallelujah. Oh, Ramakishiki, Dalabakusha, Marrevasi kita. Oh, Ramakila,ka, Oh, Ramasi,ki, Lekishiki, Laba. Oh, Ramasi,ki, Laba, Dogorebe,sihe, Labahaya. Oh, Ramakishiki, Labakusha ba. Strongholds coming down. Strongholds being destroyed. Mindsets coming down. The walls of partition are coming down in this area, says the Lord going to stand up. Who has believed my report, says the Lord? Who can I use in this area to proclaim the fullness of my word, the fullness of my spirit? Who's going to take it and run with it, says the Lord. Oh, Oh, I hear the Spirit of God saying that he's searching out a people, a people who are unashamed. Oh, it's just resounding in my spirit, man, right now. A people who's unashamed. A people who's willing to drop their agenda and pick up God's agenda. To go where He's calling them. Oh, someone here, the Lord's been tugging on your heart for a long time. Oh, and you're still in the same place. I just see an individual who's like standing in a rut. There's a rut. And there's like dirt around you because you've been standing there forever. And the Holy Ghost is trying to get you out, but you're not helping. You know, the Holy Ghost is a gentleman. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force his way. You have a responsibility to go with him. You have a responsibility to take up the cross and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Woo! Hallelujah! Whoa, glory to God. Who's willing? I hear the Holy Ghost saying this. Who's willing to stand in the gap for this area, for this country? Who's willing to shut the TV off and go in their prayer closet? Who's willing to stand in the gap? That the judgments would be thwarted. Oh, 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 judgment is coming. But if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. I I hear the Spirit of God saying, it's either going to be judgment or revival. And I hear Him saying, it's up to my people which one it's going to be. Oh, oh. This is not a game, people. This is not a game. Yeah, we're in the world, but we're not of it. Who's going to stand in the gap? Who's going to go for me, says the Lord? Who's going to get out of their comfort zone for my sake? Whoa, glory to God. It's either judgment or revival on this country. And it's up to us, his people, to stand in the gap. It can be shifted. We can make that difference. We can make a legacy on this earth for God. You can make an imprint. Yes. PEOPLE CAN SAY, Do YOU KNOW THE MEMBERS OF RCC, DO YOU SEE THE FAITH THEY HAVE ON THE WORD OF GOD, DO YOU SEE THE FAITH THEY HAVE toward THE LORD JESUS, DO YOU SEE THE LOVE THAT THEY HAVE TOWARD THE PEOPLE THEY COME IN CONTACT WITH? OH MY. BUT WHO'S GOING TO GO FOR ME, SAYS THE LORD? WHO'S GOING TO PICK UP THE CROSS? WHO'S GOING TO DRAG THAT CROSS UPON THIS LAND? over this country hallelujah well who's willing to go who's willing to go if God's been calling someone here Lord been tugging on your heart someone's oh the Lord's really been dealing with you oh someone play that song
1: Than to live a thousand years And to never see one glimpse of your face
0: heart? Who has a heart for those people out there, for the law? Who has a heart for those who are sick and diseased? Who's going to go out and lay hands on the sick so that they may recover? Instead of seeing them in a casket, who's going to proclaim the Word of God? something? What's that? Come on up. You can come on. She's going to sing, Arise. We're going to close on Arise. Amen. But oh my, the Holy Ghost is tugging on some hearts here. I just know it by the Spirit of God. Worship with Sister Laura.
1: just keep worshiping him as they're getting ready here number 3 <laughs> just about singing and clapping, it's about honoring Him and being obedient to Him.
0: Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. To be able, I hear the Spirit of God saying this, there's some in here, you're going to have to get new friends. There's some people, you're only going to go as high as the people you hang out with. Amen? The Bible is very clear about that. And some of you are hanging around the wrong crowd. That's why it's so important to have fellowship with other Christians. Amen? That's why it's so important to come to these special services that we have. Well, thank God, because some of that anointing from last night's flowing. Amen? <laughs> the prophetic word and all that. Well, thank God. That's the mercy of God. He's letting you guys talk. But fellowship. Fellowship with other believers. Get connected. Have Bible studies at your house, for crying out loud. It doesn't always have to be at, church, at a church building. Amen? Amen? Do things outside of Sunday and Wednesday. Amen? Amen. Uh, What else did I want to tell you? Oh, make sure uh, to request your free CD from the healing service or today's service, whatever. Praise God. Uh, Powerful, powerful words come forth today. Oh, man, my goodness. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for what you've done today. Glory to God. Thank you for the exhortation, the comfort, the building up. Your prophetic word. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. I tell you people, we need a bigger building, don't we? Yeah. Glory to God. We're getting closer. <laughs> we'll keep you in suspense. Now, you guys have a blessed week. Come back Wednesday. Uh, we're finishing up the authority of the believer video, and uh, after that, Brother Wayne's going to be doing. Is it six week? He has six weeks on the Wednesday, six week, uh, weeks worth of teaching on prayer and the different kinds of prayer. Wayne is an anointed teacher of the Word. Have you, how many of you have heard his teaching before? Powerful. If you want to learn how to pray, come on. Come on back on Wednesday. But this Wednesday we are uh, going to be uh, going over the last video of the Kenneth Hagin. And then I, I'm going to be going to Tulsa at the end of the month. So that works out good with Brother Wayne. going to be doing that. Wednesday also. So, um, I'm going to camp meeting. Are you jealous? Uh, (laughs) Down at Ramah. So, um, what else? That's it. I'm speechless. What a day. What an awesome day. Hallelujah. There's better things in store. Come on back. Amen. And bring others with you. Have a blessed day. Sashi, number 12.